All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another amazing episode of Just Browsing. Uh, today, Zach and I are going to go away from sports for a little bit and talk about 70% of the world. That's right. We're going to talk about the ocean. Yeah. The, the deep blue. The only other thing that I feel like is probably equally as fascinating as space, which is another episode we've done. If anyone out there has not listened to the space episode, go do it, please. Well, and this one I think is going to be a little structured differently. Space, yeah. we use movies kind of as a reference. Yeah. I think this we're just going to like... Just kind of I talk. mean, the ocean to me, like space is fascinating, but the ocean is like an immediate we could search for it's more it. accessible like, right stuff, yeah like spaces we're so far away from everything yeah. like let's go back to the moon and everyone's like why it's like well fuck you like let's just go back to the moon yeah but uh yeah so i think you know we're gonna ramble through a couple interesting facts that we both found that are um you know interesting to at least us and then you know i think we're gonna have some uh, good open debates about the ocean yeah and then i i saved some stuff for the end i found some conspiracy theories. I think it's like nine conspiracy theories about the ocean. And we've kind of teased on this podcast a couple of times that we may do future episodes about conspiracy theories. 100%. I'm not going to get into the details of all the conspiracy theories, but I saved them for the end because I think they're super fascinating and it'd just be something fun to talk about rather than just bone dry, here, here are facts about right. the ocean. you can just Google right. it. And right. So it's, it's some interesting stuff that I stumbled upon that I was very interested in and it's funny while I, I'll just you know real quick before we get going into our facts as I was looking at this list of ocean conspiracies this is how the internet works and this is how my brain works is I, I bounced from that to UFO videos and sightings <laughs> all the way to a video about fast forwarding to the end of the universe and that all happened with this, within the span of like 30 minutes so you know it's, it's fun stuff it, yeah it's, it's, it's just rabbit holes that you get sucked into and it's it's fun to think about. So, we'll uh, we'll try and I'll I'll share that link at the end of all these conspiracy theories once we talk through it. So anyone out there who wants to look it up and go down their own rabbit hole, they can most certainly do that. So, without further ado, I'll let you go first because I have some facts as well. Well, but. I think my most interesting thing was just thinking, you know, what is the deepest part of our ocean? And it's the mm -hmm. Challenger Deep. And for our Canadian friends who are on the metric system. It is 10,920 meters, or for all of our American listeners, it's 35,827 feet. 35,000, 35,000. So think of that. The next time you're in an airplane, go 5,000 feet higher, and then look out your window, and that would be the bottom of the ocean. That's Except so for light doesn't travel down there. Yeah. So it's just and isn't pitch black. Everest is how high? 29,000 feet. So, so it's, it's, it's deeper than Mount Everest is high. Right. By quite a bit. Right. So, Which is terrifying. So if you drained, if, if we took all the water off the, like they do that, I don't know if it's National Geographic or Discovery, they do that, yeah. like drain the oceans. Drain, there's a whole program, yeah. So if I you drain, if it, you drain the oceans and you go to this point. You could like rappel down You or could something. rappel down or if you, you saw an airplane flying, the airplane wouldn't even be flying at, you know, what we'd call sea level. The yeah. airplane would be flying in the ocean still. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to me, because you look up and you see an airplane, and you're like, wow, that's like 30,000 feet up there. Yeah. And, it's, and they're basically a speck. Right. I mean, you see, like, level, the contrail, yeah. which I found an interesting fact about that is that is actually, you're so high up in the atmosphere that that's freezing. Isn't that's it? liquid freezing. Yeah, it's the, 
the heat from the the engines right. mixing with the cold air, and right? It's that's what's, that's what's so it's freezing that. that. So it's not yeah. like you're leaving behind like yeah. you know like a diesel truck's exhaust. Right. It's literally just like frozen. No, like, dude, they're spraying out poisons to turn us all gay. Dude. Well, dude, so. they also you know when you're a good kid, you're growing up or whatever, they tell you that they you know every time they flush the toilet, it just empties out wherever it is, and you know when I'm sitting there and as a little kid, I'm in the airplane, I'm like. Ooh. Oh, you're talking about on the airplane. On an airplane. I, for, I, for a second, I thought you were just talking about when you just flush the toilet on ground level. Like, what are you talking no, about? No, no, no. Like, when you're on an airplane, like, I always thought when you flush the toilet, like, it's got to go somewhere. Why would oh, you yeah, store it on yeah, an airplane? Yeah. That it would just go shooting just out some shoot, hatch or something. Out the hatch, yeah. <laughs> and so you're, like, bombing people below you. and yeah. That'd be terrible. Anyways, going back to the ocean, yeah. not the air. We, it did not take us that long to get sidetracked at all. It. But it was all fun and games. If, you know? if that's any indication of how this episode is going to go, it's going to be pretty random. But uh, you know, but with that being said, you know, I don't know if you know how do you explore thirty five thousand eight hundred twenty seven feet below the sea? You know, the the surface words hard. Okay, very hard. Because um, you know that can kind of lead into a couple more of my facts that we've only explored five percent of our oceans. Yeah, five percent. And we were talking about on our space episode how we've explored. We know more about the surface of the moon than we do about our what's in oceans. our own oceans. And that that fact right there just goes to prove that five percent. Well, that means there's ninety five percent of what's going on out there in the water that covers seventy percent of the Earth. We have no, no idea. idea. Well, two thousand new species are discovered on average over the last decade, and that's per year. So. 20,000 species over the last decade have been discovered in the ocean. There are 228,450 known species in the ocean, and they estimate that there are more than 2 million that are a complete mystery. Wow. I mean, you know, that's just ridiculous. In, in some of these, like, you know, it's the Antarctic sponge. It's unverified, but they believe it can live up to 15,000 years. I know it's a sponge. It's not like a fish that's swimming around for 15,000 yeah, years. Like, but it's a life form. Man, so. my life is boring. But, yeah, it's something surviving for 15,000 years. Like, it's mind-boggling that one creature, not like a family of, you yeah. know, that, you know, evolves over time can survive that long. But that's then an they, insane amount They of have time. a verified, I think it's called the bowhead whale. I don't think that's a species of whale. Could be. I could be completely wrong. But it is verified at over 200 years old. It's the oldest living mammal. That's so crazy. Could you imagine being 200 years old? I mean, So that's one, 1820. There could be the same whale swimming around. Right, and it, so that means it's survived all of the whaling that's gone on since yeah. 1820. Yeah. Which they're still whaling today, I'm pretty sure, from Japan. Yeah. Like, 200 years old, it's, it's just mind-boggling that something's alive from 1820 that's not like a tree or, right. or like a bush or some, you know, yeah. some random thing that no one cares about. Because plant life, I think, yeah, a lot of that stuff lives that long. Right, but. so it's just, you know, that's mind-boggling to me. And then, you know, some of the other things that I came up with or, or I saw was the deepest part of the ocean has a pressure of 15,750 PSI. So I just looked up a quick fact that, you know, how much could the human body withstand? And they say up to 400 PSI if the weight is gradually increased. <laughs> and it's 15,000 PSI? 15,750 wow. PSI. Well, it's kind of crazy. When I hear those stats, I think about, you know, if you're ever at a, a pool that's exclusively built for diving, you know how those pools are much deeper because yeah. you're diving into them? 
they're what, 15 feet deep or something? They could be like 15 to 20 feet, I yeah. think, on average. And if you dive into one of those and go straight down and you get all the way to the bottom, your ears hurt quite a bit when you're down. J- just And that's like insanely even, shallow. Even like 10 to, feet off a diving board. Yeah, it it's not. it does not take that long underneath the surface before all that pressure starts building up and you can feel it in your ears. And just to think, I mean, what sort of technology are we going to have to develop before we're able to hop into some sort of a submarine and go down there and hang out for a while. I mean, the stuff that they have to build to withstand not only the pressure from all of those millions of gallons of water that's on top of it, but just the temperatures down there are cuz no like zero sunlight zero light it gets through penetrates down that far, so it's so cold. I mean, and the crazy part is about all that shit too is shit lives down there. You'd have to pretty There's much living. build a spaceship that has all the life support. Yeah, that's you know, basically what it would have to be. That could go down there, but you have to find something that can survive it, you know, or like withstand that pressure. I know there's submersibles that go down there. Yeah. But I don't are think those, there's anything that can like stay down there a decent while and like actually like. Are those manned or are those drones kind of? I don't know about the ones that could go like to the deepest parts and if they're manned. I know they have a lot that are manned that you can. Yeah. They can go pretty far, I think. Like you can go down and look at the Titanic and stuff in them. But I don't know how far like the deepest manned ocean mission. Here's a question for you while we're on the topic. Let's say they do have a submersible that can take you to the bottom, the very bottom of the deepest part of the ocean. Are you willing to get in that like by yourself? And assu- we're assuming this is probably going to be pretty cramped quarters because they're going to make the, the the submersible pretty small to fit one person. And you can go down there, steer around. You got some arms or some cranes or whatever on the outside and some lights. And you can putter around and investigate stuff. Are you? Would you do that? Because I don't think I would do that. Actually. I mean... I would I would sooner go to space in a spaceship than I would go into a submersible and go to the bottom of the ocean. Do I think it would be awesome? Yeah, until like a megalodon appears out of the dark or like that's yeah. the thing we don't know what's down there. Okay, so that's where I was getting like, to because it's terrifying to think my my imagination limits me. It it plays on my fear so much that I would rather go into space than go to the ocean because. When you're down that far, the, you, sometimes you'll, you can see video on YouTube and stuff of them discovering new species in one of those submersibles right. that goes way down. Because they have lights that go off the front and they have these arms, and these robotic arms and stuff. But those lights are only penetrating a few feet in front of the submersible. You have no idea. Everything else around you is pitch black. So in my mind, I'm just waiting to turn that thing around and be my just light is eyeball yeah, like- shining on some giant eyeball that just opens and... I immediately shit my pants before then being consumed <laughs> by some giant kraken like monster. That like that's what happens in my mind At every least time I imagine going to the quick easy death. You I know? mean that's true. It would puncture the the submersible and I'd be crushed instantaneously by all the pressure. But I mean, so I don't know. That just that being the last thing you see before you die seems absolutely horrific. So to answer the question real quick, while I have it up, someone has been at the bottom of the Challenger Deep. Oh, they the have. Okay, in a, in a man in a man submersible. Wow, all right, yeah. that's fascinating. But uh, going back to answer your question. I mean, could you imagine how terrifying that'd be to be lowered? And if I did it, I would want the lights to be off the whole time I'm going down. Okay. So I just it's just pitch black, like I can't see anything. You know, I'm playing on my phone or whatever just to keep my mind off of it. So would you rather just navigate by like sonar or something or 
No, I'm saying I'll turn the lights on when I get to the bottom. Oh, you'll just flip them on. But I don't want to have the lights on as I'm going down. As it starts getting darker and darker and darker and darker. Yeah. I I just think it would be like, I don't know. Again, like in space, you can see everything. Yeah. That's what I mean is space oddly seems less terrifying. And I don't know why. I mean. Psychologically to me, it seems less terrifying. And I don't think that makes any sense. I've been in the open ocean before, like on cruise ships or like catamarans yeah. or where you can't yeah. see the bottom. Yeah. And then I've been in deep parts of the ocean where you can see the bottom. Mm-hmm. If I can see the bottom of something, it's way less terrifying because right. you don't look down there and go, like, I don't know what's, what's me. Yeah. down there. Like how far can I actually see? And then that extra inch behind what I can see, what is right there? Yeah. You know? So like when I'm in the water, if I can't see the bottom, you know, like you said, you start playing mental it's games. It's unsettling. Like what's yeah, underneath yeah. me? But I also try and think to myself, like, if I'm in deep enough ocean that if something comes up and I can see, you know, 60, 100 plus feet down, if something's coming up that fast, you know, I'm just going to accept my fate as it is. Yeah. I'm not even going to panic. I'm literally just going to look down and be like, oh, I guess this is how I go out. Yeah. And then, like, if something happens to me, it happens. If it yeah. doesn't, then great. But, like, I get the same thing when I'm in, like, a lake up here in the mountains in Colorado. Yeah. You know, I'll be wakeboarding and you fall in and you're like, I can maybe see three or four feet in the water, uh-huh. but but you don't know. But you don't what's know what's underneath, underneath you. you. But yet it, again, it's a it's a mountain right. lake. In Colorado, even though like, what kind of all that's underneath could be you is there. just fish, basically. Right, yeah. and and like I know, I think the state record brown trout was caught there one year, or like the old record, and I'm like, it's a 50 pound fish. Right, like that's a huge brown trout. If you've ever caught trout or, or a lake trout, I think it was a lake trout actually. But so nothing's, it's a nothing huge fish, eat but nothing like a megalodon that right because we don't know if we've explored five percent of our oceans and everyone's like well the megalodon's a myth or or it's a or dinosaur it's extinct, i'm like yeah how do we know yeah there's there's really no verifying well and that's why i think and i won't diverge too much into movies because i know we'll, we'll save that for a separate podcast but i, I like the idea of i think in one of the transformers movies there was a transformer down at the bottom of the yeah. ocean and it had it got activated that's in the somehow. revenge of the fallen yeah revenge of the fallen and it had been down there for Make who knows trip. long yeah so that kind of shit could just be laying down at the bottom of the right, ocean we, have no, we have no idea about it because we can't go exploring like so some which spoiler alert i think kind of touches on one of the conspiracy theories that i'm going to talk about at the end of this but you know, alien spacecrafts could have crashed into the ocean and floated to the bottom of the ocean, and we would just have no, no idea. idea. Could have happened hundreds of years ago, or tomorrow, and it's just been sitting out there in the bottom of the ocean, and we'll, we're never gonna know. Like the amount of ships and stuff that has just fallen into the sea—gold statues, oh, yeah, the people, lost treasures of yeah, the, the world—all all that kind of stuff that has just fallen into the ocean and gotten washed away by time—we're never gonna access it again, probably. Or if we do. I mean, I, I think there's like it's just like Spanish coins. There's like yeah. millions of millions dollars of worth of Spanish dollars, coins yeah. somewhere down in, in the Gulf of Mexico area. The, yeah. the um, do you call it the Caribbean or the Caribbean? I think I switch back and forth. So do I. Because I think when I'm saying the movies, I, I think I say Pirates, Pir- like, Pirates of the Caribbean. But then you're like, I'm going to the Caribbean. But yeah, ocean. I'll say I'm going to go on a cruise in the Caribbean. <laughs> so right. I think I alternate and say both. So I say the same thing. But I think there's millions of dollars worth of Spanish gold down buried there somewhere in yeah. the ocean somewhere and people are spending dude people lots of money on, to try yeah. and find it's, this it's and like it's like an adventure thing if you find it though like 
It's huge. It's huge. Not like only it's, is it's it historical not- notoriety and fame within the academic community, but you're also rich you're as shit. You're rich as shit. Yeah, which is dope. But people have been looking for that for who knows how long. Right, well, it's the ocean. Not you know, many people have had any luck, so. It's like, you know, water on land here with the erosion and shit. Yeah, and like so much is happening. Tides, yeah. like, I mean, when you're in the ocean, you see a wave crash. You see how much sand moves back and forth. Oh, yeah. and, and that shit just gets carried. Even small particles of sand, yeah. like, go out. Eventually, it's going to get covered mm-hmm. when there's... I don't know how many waves break on the beach every day, but thousands yeah. every day, you know, shit changes. And it's, yeah. I mean, the ocean is just, it's kind of creepy. Dude, that's why I, that, that's why I'm literally saying I would sooner get on a spaceship and fly off of this planet into space than go to the bottom of the ocean. It just terrifies me. Well, and, and this will lead to my, my last kind of two facts that I had that I thought were interesting. So the largest animal on the planet is the blue whale. Yeah. They can grow up to a hundred feet and weigh in at 200 tons, 200 tons. So, and then I was like, well, what's the smallest, you know, what's the smallest creature in the ocean? But like on, you know, on the surface, there's bacteria, there's, Oh yeah. So technically that would be, and I'm like, okay, well that doesn't really, but there's plankton plankton. Yeah. And those whales eat plankton. That's kind of the funniest thing. Is it? Um, it's not blue whales who are known for eating all the plankton. It's a different type of whale, right? It might be humpback. It's one of those types of whales. But I don't it's, know. Just because I've been in the ocean doesn't mean I'm a master of <laughs> the ocean. You know? um, it's funny to me when you learn that that the biggest mammals in the entire ocean eat nothing but it's like pretty much the giant smallest. swaths of the smallest one. They'll just kind of swim through with their mouth open and just swallow gallons of water and plankton all I just, at the same I time. I just think it's crazy the, the difference in size. So you have a blue whale that can be 100 feet long and weigh in at 200 tons. And then you have something is like, I mean, yeah, you, there might be microscopic things that we don't know that are technically animals. Yeah. But like on Earth, I think the largest mammal is like the, it's either the African elephant or the Asian elephant. You're talking about on land. On land, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you have, you know... I'm sure there's like some small ant or, you yeah. know, not going into, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, bacteria or something like yeah. that. Like the discrepancy, one's in the ocean and then the other one's on land. Like just the size difference. I'm like, this is mind blowing. Like, it's pretty mind blowing. Like, imagine be- a blue whale just comes walking like through trees. Like, yeah, <laughs> if a blue whale walked on legs on land, how scary that would be. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. It would be like a human. I don't know how they're able to sustain themselves on plankton because it's pretty much exclusively what they eat from what I understand. And it's, it would be like you eating nothing but, I don't know, nuts all the time. Like little nuts. That's just, <laughs> go ahead and say it. These nuts. <laughs> I got him. I, I could tell you are going to pass out <laughs> if you didn't say it. Um, but yeah, I just, it's one of those weird things anyway. Is yeah. that all you had for facts, or do you, or is that yeah, all I mean, the ones you want to talk about? We could about? go on for years about facts, but I would rather have open discussion on the, the great wonders of the ocean. Yeah, know? that's fine. Like surfing. Let me see if I can cover a couple that you haven't talked about, unless you had a couple more you wanted to talk about. No, that was, I mean, okay. if you want to take surfing lessons, I'm open. You know, you're going to have to just actually fly me to the coast. Dude, I'm not a, put me on a board and I fall fucking immediately. I, I could, just, I'm not good I could at boogie it. board, but I can't surf. Like, that's why I loved scooters back in the day because it was basically a skateboard with handles. And I'm like, this is my speed. And I like this. So you <laughs> smack your ankle with it. Oh, yeah. Until you're like, you throw it in the grass and you're like that's crying the, for six years. Seems like you're going to end your entire life. Um, okay, here. I'm ending my life. I'll talk about a couple cool ones that I don't think you covered on yours. So 
as we talked about, I think this is pretty much general knowledge. I, I, I just want to touch on it. But I feel like most people who have been to school at some point have learned this fact. But more than 70% of the Earth's surface is covered by oceans, which is pretty crazy. Um, <clears throat> oh, I do have a fact on that real quick that I forgot. Sure. So, ninety-seven percent of the Earth's water is in the oceans. Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Wow. Which really isn't like it's not that mind-blowing when you think about it, but it's pretty mind-blowing that. Yeah. Like everyone's like, we're running out of water. I'm like, no, just go to the ocean. You know, like (laughs) there's a lot of water in the ocean. Yeah, I have some. I have some thoughts on that, but I remember as a kid. I would always, I, I used to ask my mom questions because, you know, as a kid, you hear things and it just doesn't make sense to you. And you're like, well, why don't we just yeah. do this? And and adults will be like, well, that's not how the world works. And there's more, it's more complicated than that. And you're like, yeah, fuck that. Why don't we just do this? It right. makes more sense. Well, one of the things that I kind of still believe to this day is just, you know, there are literally places in the world where human beings aren't getting enough fresh water. And yet the surface of the earth is 70% water. And I get that the 70% water in the oceans is salt water. But I don't understand why we're surrounded by all of this water and we can't figure out a cost-effective way to remove the salt from the water and just give the water to people who are... I mean, there is a cost-effective way you boil it. Right. So... How is this not being done in mass and delivered to these cities or tribes or wherever these these towns in areas of the world where they don't have fresh water? Like, how is this not happening? And because, I, it might be happening, you know. Like maybe well, I mean, like guys it, like Bill Gates, I think, are doing a, a really good job of taking some of their billions that they've earned and right. trying to change the the sanitation and the clean water and all that kind of stuff in third world countries that really struggle with that kind of stuff and experience a lot of disease and death because of that stuff that we just here in America, we just take for granted. But it just seems like one of those things that's really absurd that people will die of thirst and there's 70% of the planet There's technology to do it. Like on, you know, I I believe on a lot of the U S excuse me, holy cow. A lot of U S Naval ships, they have that, that they can like intake seawater and they have a filtration to purify it. And same with cruise ships. I believe cruise yeah. ships even have that. That's pretty cool. And, you know, I mean, to answer your question of, of why if it's not happening is because the world is run by money. Yeah. And if if someone, as, as much as, like you say, Bill Gates, like, could spend billions on it, at some point, someone that makes billions of dollars is going to sit there and go, I need to make money. So how can I charge these people to give them fresh water? Like you right. know, and that's the unfortunate. There, there's reality. greed in this world that drives a lot of <clears throat> unfortunate factors mm-hmm. across all societies, and not with just water, but on everything. Yeah. The so, oil and gas industry. Right. I mean, so yeah. I mean, go scoop a bucket up, boil it, and you got fresh water. Yeah. I think like California could implement something like that because yeah. they're taking a bunch of water from us. Like we have to share our water with California, and I think it's a bunch of BS. You know, like yeah. you got the ocean. It's just one of those things that seems pretty crazy that we haven't figured that out in 2020. Right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I took like this this conservation class in um, college. Well, it was business in the environment. Oh, okay. And I, let's just say I didn't get along with a lot of people in there. Yeah. Um, you know, for for reasons we don't need to get into, but I. You know, people like 
this is kind of going away from the ocean, but it sticks on water. People argue that dams are bad. And I'm like, well, if there's no dams, how can civilization survive in certain areas? Are we all just going to pull water out of the river? Like, are we just going to tap the river? No, yeah. we need a reservoir, yeah. which is built by creating a dam somewhere to stop the water to, to be able to, you know, have a civilization. You know, every reservoir in the Denver metro area is man-made with the sole purpose of providing water to the local areas. Mm-hmm. If we take away the dam, what water do we have here in, in you know the Denver area? We have the South Platte River. Is that it? Like, yeah, you know, and that's not going to cut it. It doesn't cut it. And I mean, the ocean's untapped. Like, we're not building dams in the ocean. We're not like, hey, Japan, we're building a dam in, in between us and you. <laughs> you guys have that water. We have our water. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just ocean. So yeah, use it. Anyway, that was a random little sidebar, but I hope someone smarter and richer than me figures that out at some point. <laughs> or you could donate us a lot of money and we'll do something with it. <laughs> we'll build our podcast studio first and then, <laughs> then we'll work on getting fresh water for people. Um, the world's longest mountain range or mountain chain is underwater. Earth's longest chain of mountains, the Mid-Ocean Ridge, is almost entirely beneath the ocean, stretching across a distance of 65,000 kilometers it's said that this mountain chain is less explored than the surface of Venus or Mars. That's pretty fucking crazy. Um, this is kind of what we were talking about just a second ago of all the stuff that's been spilled into the ocean and just lost to time. There are more historic artifacts under the sea than in all of the world's museums. It says around a thousand shipwrecks lie off of the Florida Keys alone, some of which are within the Florida Keys National Marine Sanctuary. Other underwater museums have been Created in recent years, including the Mediterranean's submerged bronze statue, Christ of the Abyss. <clears throat> Pretty but crazy. I, I think they actually removed that for cleaning. Really? And I think they were going to put it back. I could be wrong, but I thought I saw something about that statue being removed for, uh, for cleaning. Oh, interesting. Um, here's another cool one. Over 70% of the planet's oxygen is produced by the ocean. So it covers 70% of the planet's surface and it provides 70% of the oxygen that we all breathe. This one, to me, is kind of trippy. There are rivers and lakes beneath the ocean. Have you ever heard this before? So I've heard there's pockets where the water temperatures are different, so it kind of like yeah. separates it and it has like its own ecosystem. Yeah. But I've never really wanted to think about the fact that... It's weird. There's, I mean, that's like the same on Earth. You know, land though, there's aquifers underneath there that True. literally are underwater lakes. Yeah. That have life in them. Yeah. Some of them do. It's pretty weird. And this little thing just says when salt water and, and hydrogen sulfide combine, it becomes denser than the rest of the water around it, enabling it to form a lake or a river that flows beneath the sea, <laughs> which just seems kind of mind boggling to think about. Uh, let's see. I don't know if I want to cover any of these other ones. Um, do you want me to get into some of the conspiracies or should we ramble a little bit more about? Oh, you know that point that we were talking about on one of our earlier podcasts that it's so far away from any other land that the, the astronauts in the International Space Station are actually the closest humans to that point. So I found that thing. So it's called Nemo Point, I think. <laughs> right, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, uh, let's see. Dubbed Nemo Point... The area is 1,600 kilometers from the nearest strip of land and around 2,700 kilometers from the nearest inhabited landmass. 
Point Nemo is so far from land, the nearest humans are often astronauts. <laughs> the International Space Station orbits the Earth at a maximum of 258 miles or 416 kilometers from Earth. Point Nemo is considered the most remote place in the Earth. It is also used, like you said earlier, as a space cemetery. Space agencies use it as a dumping ground, and it's estimated that more than 100 decommissioned spacecraft are lying beneath the surface there. Right, like I that said, that is so crazy. I think on the space podcast, I said that the Russian space station was crashed there, um, and I believe that's going to be the resting place for the International Space Station. Really, when it gets when it gets decommissioned, decommissioned here in the next couple of years, wow, which is crazy. crazy to think that you know someone's like, yep, no one lives within you know two thousand. I think you said two thousand kilometers. Yeah, 2,700 kilometers. So no one lives within 2,700 kilometers of this area. Just bomb it with space shit. No one cares. <laughs> so the aliens, for all we know, have their own city out there. They're like, yeah, we just and live we just on all no this idea. space shit, you know? Yeah. I got a couple other interesting ones we can talk about real quick. So this is something that I did not know. But apparently, there are... So a bunch of communication companies in the world maintain international connections via cables underneath the ocean. I'm not, I'm not sure how aware of this you were because I was not very aware of it. But it says that these hundreds of thousands of miles of cables are very important and they are responsible for the transmission of 99% of the world's data. So apparently they've installed these cables on the bottom of the ocean that I guess are built to withstand some of the obstacles that the ocean provides, such as right. life forms like sharks and other types of fish chewing into it and stuff, the extremely cold temperatures that it experiences, anything else that happens. Right. And that supposedly they've built these uh, cables that basically they're like fiber optic cables, I guess, that transmit data. I knew that there was... I was like, not aware of that. That's I knew cool. there was something like that, but I didn't know like the true facts behind it. Like yeah. I knew, I knew I've watched a discovery or national geographic of the, one of those like cool science yeah. channels. Yeah. I watched uh, um, something about them, like laying the cable, but that's really cool. I didn't look anything into it. Cause I'm like, listen, there's wifi. Like just yeah. the wifi. no one cares you know? as long as your wifi is good. Um, this thing says that most volcanic eruptions actually happen underwater. It said there are an estimated 1 million volcanoes underwater. The good news is that they are not all active, with very few actually spewing out molten lava. Nevertheless, around 80% of volcanic eruptions on the planet actually happen underwater. It's crazy. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> I mean, think about that, though. Like, Hawaii is a volcanic chain of islands. Yeah, like those were literally so those built, were literally built by from volcanoes. volcanoes. Yeah. So in hundreds of thousands, millions, billions, however long it takes... There's going to be new landmass mm -hmm. that comes up from the ocean because, you know, the volcano is just spewing magma and it's slowly building a landmass yeah. that will soon go from, I mean, I looked up, I think it was the tallest mountain. It was like Mount Maya or something, but it's a volcano. And I'm like, well, that's not, and it, and it comes above the water. And I'm oh, like, shit. so at what point, though, do you say that is the tallest mountain? Because then couldn't you say that Mount Everest is the tallest mountain? Because technically... It comes from above the ocean, like, yeah, you know, like. Well, isn't Everest is the tallest mountain on the surface on of, land? On land, saying. but I'm saying like this this mountain they have is I think thirty three thousand or, or or it's taller than Everest. But mm -hmm. I'm like only what if only a thousand feet is above sea level? Then it's a thousand foot 
mountain. Yeah, so I guess it matters what are you considering at zero feet. At, at right, because level. like if you think about it, if if the lowest point on Earth would be the the Challenger um, Deep, yeah, then wouldn't Mount Everest be the highest point? So if you took all the water off, the lowest point to the highest point would be truly how high Mount Everest would be. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the one making those decisions. But, but but I'm just saying, like we say sea level, so Mount Everest yeah. is above sea level. So it's, if you take all the water yeah. out, then sea level would drop all the way down in the deepest part of the ocean. Therefore, Mount Everest goes from twenty nine thousand feet to, you know, sixty thousand feet or whatever. R- right, sixty five thousand feet. Oh, okay. so it would be a from 65, the bottom of 000, the ocean. It, it right. If you take all the water out, then mm-hmm. that would become the new quote unquote sea level. Okay, I see what you're saying. So then Mount Everest does, you could be like, I climbed a 65,000 foot mountain. Everyone's like, you climbed a 29,000 foot mountain, yeah. which by itself is yeah. a feet and a half. Like, yeah, it's one of the most I'm, impressive things you can do. In your I'm not downplaying that, but <clears throat> like, what if... I think you should write a strongly worded letter to some scientists and I will. get them to change how, <laughs> how they're measuring Everest's height. I will, because it's, uh, it's it can be kind of confusing if you ask me. You want, you want me to, to uh, depress you real quick? Let's get depressed. Okay. It is estimated that there are about 7 million tons of plastic dumped into our oceans each year. Each year. What is even more troubling is that these plastics end up inside all types of ocean life. A research team from the University of California, San Diego, say that fish in the northern Pacific swallow anywhere from 12,000 to 24,000 tons of plastic each year. Microplastics even make their way into our bodies when we eat the marine organisms. So that's great. Go yeah. humans. We're killing I mean, it, guys. There's nothing we can really do about it. Recycle. <laughs> I mean, you can recycle, but it just, takes. It's, it'd be a, it would be a world effort. Yeah. Well, I mean, since COVID started, I, they're finding more masks in the ocean than anything else. Yeah, great. So, you know, I mean, like I said, already, go humans. They've we're, already started this ban awesome. on straws, and I'm like, okay, great. That's a super small step to ban straws from things. But. You know, this plastic body armor light water bottle probably could make 500 straws with how thick and durable these are. Okay, so one straw gets saved, but I've got 30 body armors in my fridge. (laughs) So, you know... How many straws does that make? You know, <laughs> I'm not really sure what point you're trying Neither am I, because my dog just shoved her head right in my lap, and I got really <laughs> sidetracked. <laughs> you like, you were looking at me like, you were looking at me like you were trying to make some valid point. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to follow you here. I just don't know where you're going. I had it. Well, and then it's, Luna just comes and shoves like, her know, head many, in my lap. And how many straws me. equal a body armor? I, mean, I don't know how we got on that topic, but... I got thrown off as soon as the dog came and shoved her head in my lap. Ugh. But anyway. anyways, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty sad, but... That's, it's just depressing. I mean, the thing is, is I, I don't think there's anything we can do to come back from that. I mean, yeah. microplastics, and we're really eating fish, and we're, we're ingesting microplastics. Like, there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, yeah, we so, can get rid of plastic, but we can't get rid of plastic. Another cool thing... Uh, transitioning away from the plastic stuff but another cool thing that scientists have discovered by exploring the bottom of our own oceans that kind of relates to something that I learned about taking a a space class basically in college is that these uh, hypothermal vents that 
exist on the bottom of the ocean floor that basically spew out magma and all of this really hot air and stuff that comes out from the basically the core of the earth surrounding those vents is just teeming with life teeming right. with life it's everywhere and it's just, it's just right around this these vents like they're huddled up to a fireplace or something and i guess just to tie this into our space podcast from a few episodes back one of the moons of Jupiter, I believe it is, Europa, is totally covered in ice, but they think that underneath the ice is liquid water and that at the bottom of the ocean that covers Europa, they have these hypothermal vents like we have here on Earth and that there could be life surrounding those vents like there is here I guess the, we're on going the bottom to of our own oceans. Yeah. So pretty cool to think about. It's, it's interesting the places where life will pop up on earth from what we can observe you know that's pretty interesting i think i'm more interested in that the fact that they believe there's two million species we have no idea about in the ocean still yeah. i think that's more interesting to me that they're going to be like yeah so there's this you know like giant squid in my opinion the giant squid is the most terrifying animal that in the ocean. is terrifying terrifying so what if they come out and they're like, they're like yeah so there's like a giant 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 squid and we're like well, what do you mean by that and they're like well let's just say it's twice as big as a blue whale it's terrifying. I'd be like, okay, I'm not going in the ocean. Um, there's one, if you want to, jump to it. One of the conspiracy theories relates to that kind of stuff. Let's dive right in. You ready to transition? Let's dive in. All right, ladies and gents, let's get into some conspiracy Strap theories. Strap in. So, as you were just talking about with the giant squids, um, and I actually, so this one does relate, and I, I, might, I'm, I want to track down and find, on one of my articles that I had pulled up with all the ocean facts, it was talking about the giant squids. This may or may not be it, but it relates to the Kraken, which is one of the famed mythical beasts that has obviously featured in a ton of pop culture, most notably one of the recent Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And, and by recent, I mean, what was that, 2009 or something, whatever that came <laughs> Years out? ago. Years ago, ancient, because we're old. Um, so this thing just says, stories of sea monsters have forever swirled. The Kraken is perhaps the most famous. Said to be a 100-foot-long tentacle-clad monster with a hearty appetite for humans, the Kraken is a 13th century lore that got carried into modern pop, pop, modern pop culture. Apparently, this spooky sea monster makes an appearance on Google Earth, which I tried looking this up, and it was very underwhelming. They have coordinates here that you can type into Google Earth that supposedly shows a picture of the Kraken. <laughs> Do you want me to send it to you? <laughs> I want to open this up. So we, you can open it up while I'm talking here. But I, I, I tried looking it up last night, and it was a little bit disappointing. Um, were you on Google Maps or were you on Google Earth? Google Earth. Google okay. Earth. Which also kind of a, just a random sidebar. It was really fun to go back on Google Earth. I used to do that in middle school all the time. Did you go you know, find when, some crazy yeah, when you're on, on there? When you're on the computer just kind of messing around in class, probably not doing the assignment you're supposed to be doing, just hop on what? Google Earth and look up your house or look up you know, some football field or whatever. Just be zooming around all over the Earth looking up crazy stuff on the other side of the globe. So anyway, the Kraken is terrifying. So they had that on here. It, it made it onto one of the... I guess conspiracy theory is not really probably the proper term for the Kraken, but it's a myth that has existed surrounding the deep sea for hundreds of years and it's something that's terrifying to think about especially if you think about hundreds of years ago when humans were traveling the oceans we weren't exactly doing so on naval vessels armed with guns and made out of titanium and steel and all of this kind of stuff they were on wooden ships just floating around out there basically sailing and these these wooden ships were like a couple hundred feet at most right and 
just kind of bobbing up and down out there on a wooden ship that's not very sturdy. And just to think about, you know, can you imagine if you and I were setting sail to travel from one landmass to another on some sort of a seafaring exploration, you know, expedition? And our culture believed wholeheartedly in the Kraken. Okay? It was not a myth. It was like, that thing exists. It's out there somewhere. Imagine setting sail and you got your, I don't know what they use for food, like beef jerky and shit like that. And you got rum and all wine and shit stored on board to eat and drink while you're sustaining your voyage. But you're floating around out there in the middle of the ocean. Imagine being way out there. Land is not in sight anywhere. And the only thing that's in the back of your mind the entire time when you look off the side into the water is there could be a 100 foot long tentacled monster that is just waiting to stick its tentacles up, wrap around this ship, and just pull all of us down in with it and eat all of us. Well, I mean, and if you think about it, too, if you were not to succeed on your voyage, say you die at sea, you know, and there's no one. You Say you just run out of water, you run out of supplies, and, you know, you can't make it. Or you make the wrong turn, and you end up just going in circles. And you die, and no one ever finds you. They're going to be like, no, oh, they must have been killed by the Kraken. Like, yeah, you literally just become that. Yeah. part of... The theory, yeah. When in reality, you were just a dumbass and got drunk one day and threw all your food overboard and then circled for days and then died. I mean, yeah, it's. I don't know. I think it'd be cool to see the Kraken, but like, not cool to see the Kraken. So I just emailed you the link to this. It's the very bottom one on the conspiracy theory list, but there, there's coordinates down there because it says apparently it makes an appearance on Google Earth. I looked it up and I didn't know what the fuck I was looking at, so I was like, "This is underwhelming." But, anywho'sies, I'll talk about some other stuff while you're looking that up to see if you can find it. Um, this one is pretty trippy and one that I had never heard anyone talk about before. So it says that our planet has a secret mystery ocean that nobody's ever seen. So it says, in the age of Google Maps, where everything is easily mapped, a conspiracy exists. A conspiracy theory, sorry, exists about an unseen and undiscovered ocean. What's nuts is that it's actually plausible. In fact, several credible scientists and researchers say it's true. So where is the mystery ocean hiding? Apparently, it's under the Earth's crust, trapped with, within a mineral called ringwoodite. So yeah, there's some mystery ocean underneath the Earth's crust that no one's ever seen. Hmm. That's like some journey to the center of the Earth type shit. Pretty crazy. Imagine if you actually like gotta go to the center of the Earth. <laughs> be crazy um, and then you come across an ocean you're like it's going to be really hot and then there's like an ocean you're like <laughs> I'll keep running through these while you're looking that up and then if, you, if, if something uh, perks your interest we can ramble about it there's well, one I saw, on here I saw in your conspiracy theory that they believe the Titanic could be a either a, a Illuminati thing which we could probably do a whole podcast on right. just the Illuminati I, I'm going to get to that or here. an insurance scam yeah the biggest insurance scam in the history of man I'll get to that in a second so this one's called the quote-unquote Day of Horror was an underwater nuclear weapons test. So it says the quote-unquote Ring of Fire is a giant circle consisting of 25,000 miles worth of volcanoes. National Geographic describes it as the underlying cause of 90% of the planet's earthquakes. In 2004, when the Ring of Fire exploded and took the lives of 150,000 people, drowning whole villages in its wake, many authorities suspected foul play. 
After all, this was the most lethal and destructive tsunami in history, hitting with the exact same level of energy as an atomic bomb. As legend goes, the disaster wasn't natural, but rather it was the result of nuclear weapons being tested underwater. Many say that the U.S. and Israel were involved. It's worth noting that in certain parts of the world, this horrifying war story is considered a fact and not an urban legend. It has even made the front page of prominent newspapers. That's pretty interesting. I'd kind of like to dive more I into mean, that at some point if we wanted to do a conspiracy <clears throat> theory episode. That's it seems pretty plausible because way back, I mean, this this was saying this happened in two thousand and four, but I know back in the day when we were well, like in like first midway and stuff like that. That's where we tested yeah, a lot. When of we were those. first inventing the atomic weapons. That's where we tested them is in the ocean. That's that's where the idea of Godzilla comes from. Is right. He's a mutated lizard, basically that got turned into this giant monster because of iguana yeah because of nuclear testing that's the whole theory behind it imagine certainly plausible i mean we've definitely that's a thing that has happened in human history is we have taken oh atomic yeah there's bombs videos about it and blown it up in the ocean so well they've made uh, there's a video about it i don't know where they're dropping them it's somewhere in the pacific but they're dropping them and they have navy personnel on the ship and they're like cover your eyes and you know put your hands up yeah. over your eyes and keep your eyes closed and some of the stories say, you know, they could literally see, like it's like an x-ray of their hand, they could see because of how bright the flash was. Even with their eyes closed and their hands in front of their face, they could see like their bones God. in their hands. And a lot of those, you know, crew ended up having cancer because of yeah. the radiation that they were exposed to. So like, I mean, who knows what could happen in the Pacific with, yeah, all of the bombs and... So, I, did you, have you ever heard of this, the Ring of Fire thing exploding in 2004? I've never even heard of that. It said it <coughs> killed 150,000 people. I never heard of it. I need that. to look more, uh, look more of that up. It said apparently it caused the most lethal and destructive tsunami in history. That's pretty terrifying. Well, is, is, so is that the tsunami that hit Sri Lanka? I don't know. That was kind of around 04, wasn't it? I don't know why we're all guessing. We have fucking Google right in front of us. The Ring of Fire is a major area in the... Wait. You can do some research. I'm going to move on. I'll do some research. But I did find that Kraken picture. And... Did you find the same one? Can you turn your screen towards me? I I, I don't know how, like... Yeah, that's what I was looking at. What, What are we looking at here? So, have you ever seen a squid? Yeah. So, this is the squid's head right here. Like you actually hard, found a better looking picture than really I did. That's really hard to do. But so this is the squid's head. And then like that would be like a tentacle. And you can see like the suction cups right here. Like the little white ones. Hmm. It's just out in the middle of the ocean, right? There. It's literally at the bottom. It's, so if you look at the bottom, I can't, don't know if you can see that. But it's at the very bottom of South America. Oh, between okay. South America. How true this is. That could just be. It could be a rock formation. Or, in the ocean. Yeah, or that could be. Google uh, software engineers just fucking with people too. Well, right. You, you don't know, like you'd, but if you traveled to this location and there's no rock formation, you could rule that out. Mm-hmm. So then you'd have to be a smart enough hacker to hack into the Google database to figure out if there's an image on top of the image. Yeah. And if there isn't, then you sit there and go, oh shit, like, I mean, and it could be real. A picture of the For all we know, it could be, or it could be just a normal giant squid. Right. But when the picture was taken, you know, it just makes it look huge. Like, I don't know how zoomed in right. I am. It says a camera 128 meters, but if that's truly 128 meters away, that thing is bigger than 100 feet. That thing's huge, yeah. So that's terrifying. That's absolutely fucking terrifying. And that's why the ocean is terrifying to me because that thing could be swimming around out there. And if you're taking a swim, <laughs> you uh, just this get guy looks pretty good. A, yeah. Scoop. Like, 
Fuck great white sharks. That is way more scary than sharks. Way more scary. I don't even really Also, think- I get freaked out by things with lots of legs. That's why I'm not a fan of spiders. If you have more <laughs> than two legs, or more than four legs, it, it creeps me out. And eyes. If you got a bunch of eyes and a bunch of legs, you can fuck right off. I mean, I'm not like I I don't, I'm not scared of sharks per se. Would I jump into the ocean willingly without like a cage with sharks around me? No, they're the apex. Well, one of the apex predators of the ocean. Yeah, but I'm not gonna sit here and be like, shark, I'm dead. Like, no, you pay attention to it and you stay calm and you just until it trying to avoid and rips your leg off and then you bleed. Well, to death. And then you just fight. You get it in the octagon and you just throw it yeah. down. Well, I've heard and I've seen during Shark Week that you don't have time to do it in real life if yeah. a shark's swimming at you. But you could flip a shark upside down and it throws something off in their body to where they literally can't swim. How are you going to so, manage that, though? That's my question. How are you going to flip the shark upside down? you got to grab its nose while it's coming at you as fast as it is. Do you do avoid you being bit? Grab and it and then, kind of flip over on top and grab onto its fin on the top and ride it like it's a wild bronco or something, and then try and flip it from there. Is that the move? Sure. <laughs> I don't. All the videos I've seen are like divers where the shark will literally put its nose in their hand and then they just like rotate it. But they're usually like nurse sharks or something. Right, like, right, right, right. I'll get in the water with and nurse a shark that's probably day. not trying to eat one of those divers. Right, either. but like great whites, I've you know I've read about them and. Again, I don't know anything about them. We yeah. live in Colorado. Like, we're yeah. far away from this shit. Right. But I've heard, like, great whites aren't really that aggressive unless you mimic their food source. Humans aren't yeah. food sources for any of these animals. But if you mimic if you look like animal, a seal, or you look like yeah. a seal, or they're going to eat you. You know, and they don't like the taste of your blood. So, which is funny, they're attracted by blood. But then when they taste how salty human blood is, they're like, nah, I don't want any more. Have you ever wondered what that's like to a shark smelling blood? Do you think it's like smelling McDonald's fries for a human or something? Like you walk by and you're like, oh, wow, that smells great. I, want I don't know, that. because when you walk, you have to walk by McDonald's, sharks can smell blood from miles that's away. That's true, yeah. That'd, that'd be like you sniffing out some McDonald's fries from 20 miles like, away. We were in Hawaii one year, and my dad and I were wrestling. We were out in a really shallow bay, but we were pretty far out there, yeah. you know, like 50 to 100 yards in this really shallow bay in Hawaii. And we're wrestling, and he catches me with an elbow. Well, I had had a baby molar still, and he had knocked my tooth out. Yeah, and you were bleeding and stuff. And I spit it into the ocean. Mm -hmm. And I keep spitting. He goes, quit spitting blood into the ocean. (laughs) We got to get closer to land before you do Like, we're only in probably waist to chest high water on me as a little kid. But that's enough. But that's enough. And Mm -hmm. he goes, quit spitting blood into the ocean. And I'm like, I'm not thinking like, oh... You know, because Hawaii, there are sharks yeah. all around. And yeah. I'm, I'm not thinking. I'm and like, you're not thinking that's sending up a giant come eat me flag. Right. I'm just like spitting in, in so yeah. we, we get out. And I'm like, I wasn't ever worried about it. But it's like something as small as that. Like yeah. you scrape your knee if you're like surfing. And, and the surfers are a lot more there, at risk yeah. than me on the beach. Yeah. Or like in waist deep water. And, you know, I mean, surfers are more likely to get attacked than anyone else. Because when you lay on the board and you paddle, it kind of looks like you're... It looks like you're a seal. A seal. Yeah. So... Do you yeah, want to? I'm not too worried about sharks. Okay. Well, I am. So, <clears throat> you want to hear about what? <laughs> you want to hear about what conspiracy theory got me on? I, I I went from ocean stuff to UFOs to space. Yeah, but can we? Can is it the Ring of Fire or what is that thing called? It says it's called the Ring of Fire. It's a giant circle of twenty five thousand miles worth of volcanoes. 
What 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 were you talking about with like Israel and the U.S. So nuking? okay, I'll just read it. I'll just read through it real quick again. So it said in 2004 when the ring exploded, and I don't know where the ring is exactly. It said it took the lives of 150,000 people, and I guess they thought initially it was volcanoes because there's a lot of volcanic activity in that area to begin with because it causes 90 percent of the planet's earthquakes, but. There are theories that instead of it being volcanic eruptions, it was actually atomic bomb testing. So I don't know. We can dive into that more. Like I said, I'm just going to list out these conspiracy theories and anyone who wants to dive into more research of it or if you and I want to do this and come back and do an Ocean Podcast episode 2.0 and talk about it, we can definitely do that. I did not dive into the details of all of these conspiracy theories. I just read the brief descriptions of them. I thought they were cool to talk about. So anyway, that's what happened there. I was just wondering because you said like Israel and I'm like, well, Israel is like on the Mediterranean. Yeah, so. no, it was saying they were, there are theories that the U.S. and Israel were involved in the atomic testing, I guess. That's the theory. That's the conspiracy theory. So, you know, read into that what you will. <laughs> um, here's what really tickled my, you know, UFO bone. Um, this is stuff that I'm very fascinated by. I like thinking about aliens and I like thinking about conspiracy theories. I try and not get too deep into them because it's just, to me, it's kind of a waste of time. Is this the pyramid one? No, it's not a pyramid one. Oh. This one's interesting. So it says the Baltic Sea contains remains of a 140,000-year-old flying saucer. You ever heard about this one? I saw it. I was scrolling through that thing. Okay, okay. It says in the summer of 2011, the Ocean X team unearthed a mesmerizing find on the floor of the Baltic Sea. Scientists confirmed that their discovery was a glacial deposit, but many conspiracy theorists remain unconvinced. Isn't that... Those words right there could be spoken about basically any conspiracy theory that exists. Many conspiracy theory, conspiracy, conspiracy theorists remain unconvinced. It's like, yeah, they're always unconvinced. Right. Well, I mean, like, people are like, just believe in the science. And I'm like, yeah, but who pays the scientists? You know, yeah. you got, I mean, you got to look definitely, at It's good to question stuff. things, but also not everything's a conspiracy theory. Um, anyway. Dun, dun, dun. It says the leader of the Ocean X team, Peter Lindbergh, states that the object his team found had to have been developed before the Ice Age due to the type of rock formations found inside. So it says scans of the relic reveal a UFO shaped mass that sports a strange looking staircase. Is it really an ancient flying saucer? Is it a building from Atlantis? Or is it merely a glacial deposit shaped like an otherworldly vessel? So. Apparently, they found this thing on the floor of the Baltic Sea that is super suspect and kind of looks like it might be some sort of alien spacecraft. So, like as you were saying, time ago, you know, spaceships could land in the ocean and we'll never know, right? So until like one random pops up and the governments are like, we gotta, we gotta like nip this in the butt. Yeah. So that's one of those things that's fascinating to me to think about. We always assume if we're gonna discover alien life and alien spaceships, it's gonna happen today in 2020. But if something is proven to be otherworldly that's been sitting on the floor of a sea on earth for 140,000 years that's more terrifying because that means there's intelligent life out there that was able to develop technology to fly here long Long before before humans were doing anything other than foraging for nuts and berries and killing random bison creatures yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Well, okay. So since we're on the topic, though, like, I got a real juicy one for you next. So. If there, if if that truly was an alien spacecraft, it could have just crash landed as it was flying by. Like, 
they might not have even known like what Earth was. It just right. Still, it happened. You, you never know. One hundred forty thousand years ago, though. But if if it landed here one hundred forty thousand years ago, and say like its ship was damaged or whatever, that means we could have like, what if we are the spawn of aliens? Right, like if that's the seed of that's what the seed of life is human on beings. That's kind of the plot of Prometheus, like, the alien prequel. Like what? Or, and we probably should touch on this later, not on an ocean podcast, but like, I I don't want to say I firmly believe in it because that's a tough statement to back with facts. Right. But I really want to say I firmly believe that there are aliens walking among us. Like I really feel that there are things happening like around some men us. Men in black shit. Right, that there's, like, things happening around us that we don't know, but it's, like, it's just, like, you can't explain it. Like, I feel like there's, okay. there's some... It's, I'll, I'll, I'll say the Joe Rogan answer. It's entirely possible. <laughs> I mean, and that, that about everything. And that's the truth thing, though, possible. is, like, you sit there and you try and think, like, okay, no, there's no way we would know, but how would we know? Like, what if they, right. what if they truly did come here before humans like what if they came yeah. here when it was just nomads in, yeah like europe and like very small mm-hmm. spots they just landed and were like yep yeah, we're here you know they're the new conquistadors that just come right. in and they're like we're just going to be peaceful with you though yeah and they're like here this is corn or like right you know like i wasn't around back in history yeah. history's been changed so much and mm-hmm. over history books like dude this shit just like can play well, with yeah. your head and then you're and like it, it's entirely possible too to go back to the Joe Rogan phrase, um, that if there was an intelligent society that was advanced enough to travel here from some other planet, it's entirely presumable that they would also be advanced enough to hide among us without us having any idea. Right. Right. I mean, that doesn't seem like too much of a stretch. If they can build a spaceship, fly across space to a different planet, they could definitely live among us undetected. I mean, we're fucking idiots. So here so. we go. <laughs> we're going to build our own conspiracy theory real okay. quick. Hit me with it. This, so the aliens that are among us are truly the Illuminati. Okay. Right? Because the Illuminati's got the all-seeing eye with the pyramid. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like their logo. Yeah. I don't know how pyramids were built, to be honest. Dude, it was the fucking aliens. And so if it was aliens that built the pyramids, why would the Illuminati want to use that? With an all-seeing eye, if it's an all-seeing eye, that means that they are globally watching everything we do. So, fuck, that's (laughs) crazy. (laughs) So what if the aliens are truly the Illuminati, and we're just all their puppets working this world the way they want us to work? Yeah. If they're wanting us to destroy the world, we're doing a damn fine job of it. (laughs) Right, well, what if this is like, you know two alien civilizations are fighting. Ah. Oh, that's a good plot to a movie. And we're the... Hey. Dude, let's get started on this script. We're going to stop the podcast yeah, here and we're going to start you and me working on a script Fuck for work this. tomorrow. You and me are staying up till <laughs> five in the morning today getting the script typed out. But I mean, like, you bringing up stuff like that, like, it... See, this is why conspiracy theories are so... Possible. They're so fun to talk about. Right, and unless, like... Like, people are like, well, there has to be hard evidence. I'm like, well, yeah, there has to be... Hard, but that also, how do you how can you believe hard evidence sometimes? Like the best conspiracy theories are the ones that have enough hard evidence right. to make things look suspicious. You know what I mean? Right. Where to make you question things. Yeah, it's like okay, there's not enough evidence proving this theory, but there's enough that people are questioning. The, right. It doesn't the, disprove the, whatever the official story is, which right. is why 
the JFK one is probably one of the most popular conspiracy theories of all time because there's enough fuckery surrounding that event that it it makes people question what the official story oh, is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's that's what makes the best conspiracy theories. There, there's are the a, ones I that mean, have enough. It's enough for you to be like, okay, I could see it being the official story, but I could also definitely see it being something right. behind the scenes that they're not telling us happened. You know. Well, and and I truly think you know there's a lot that goes on that. Even it doesn't even have to be like a large scale conspiracy theory. It can be something as small as like just located in one country, but it's like it's like a big enough event that it's not like big enough though. If you know what I mean, like yeah. well, it can be a huge event, but because we don't have evidence to make it a big event, it's yeah. like it's an event that happened. There's one side this and one side that, but we all believe that this event happened. Yeah. And well, if you can prove this, then it becomes a whole different event. Yeah. And it's not that it's not that much of a stretch to say governments lie to citizens. Like that oh, it, it happens all the fucking time. So for people to be like I don't think you should buy in 100% to conspiracy theories and I also don't think you should 100% discount all conspiracy theories. Oh yeah. It's probably like most things it's probably somewhere in the middle where most of them are bullshit and then some of them probably have something to them where people are onto stuff and they haven't yet been able to prove it but there's something there because it's been proven over and over again throughout history that the government has lied about stuff to oh, in, yeah. in all kinds of countries in this country in China in Russia everywhere. everywhere. So for you to immediately discount conspiracy theories and just 100% believe the official story told to you by the government all the time is equally as stupid as just 100% of the time not believing what the government's research. saying and, and, and saying, oh, it's this conspiracy theory. Like, you don't need to be 100% on one side or, of the fence or the <sighs> other. But I think conspiracy... The reason why I like conspiracy theories so much is just they're fun to think about. It's like thinking about aliens. Right. They may not even exist, but it's fun to think about. So why not? It's like Sasquatch. I you mean... Know, it's not... He might not exist, but it's fun to think about that and, there's and Sasquatch I think there's also in the woods, you know you know like conspiracy theories out there that I want to look into, but at the same time like there's not enough time, man. I well and there's like some like there's a conspiracy theory that nine eleven was oh yeah and I, I've gotten into that quite a bit. I a, I finally had to tap out. You know it, it was President Bush and his you know his cabinet brought 9-11 on us mm -hmm. and as an american if that was true you know that's treason at the highest levels and oh yeah we all know what should happen i can't say it because i don't need the fbi knocking that's, on my door but that's one of the ones just like the jfk assassination that i think is one of the most and will continue to be one of the most talked about conspiracy theories right ever. but it's it's like something like that that is hard to think that a president would kill his own sit like if you if you you know yeah the ramifications you, the of ramifications it of it being true yeah. being true would be, I mean devastating. It'd be devastating not only for the U.S. but for all of the other countries that we dragged mm -hmm. into a war that is we're still fighting, On, still ongoing. Yeah, you know, decades. We're in what the nineteenth year of, mm -hmm. or I guess it might be eighteenth year since we've technically gone to war, but. Mm -hmm. Like thinking of stuff like that, it can hurt because there's so many families that have been affected oh, yeah. by that. But you also sit there and there's some evidence that you're kind of like, well, wait a second, this is kind it's, of contradicting. Yeah. I'm not an expert on it, so I'd have to do a lot more yeah. research. But like conspiracy theories can get you into that, you know, 
Yeah. It's like it fucks with you, but then at the same time, you're kind of like, well, but I want to know now. Like, I want to, as an American, I deserve to know. I just don't think it's very constructive, which is why I don't get too involved in it. I would rather get into like an alien conspiracy theory where it can be more constructive, is like, whoa. Right. Yeah. It's more awe inspiring. Whereas, like, something like that is a national tragedy that. Well, and. You can't come out of that if you dive into something like that and figure out that it was a conspiracy theory. You can't come out of that and not just be the most oppressed person in the entire world after that. You well, know right. what I mean? And then, and then, Instead of being like, dude, aliens exist. This is fucking crazy. You're like, oh, well, there's really no reason to live. This is the most horrible thing I've ever learned in my entire right. life. Right. So, so it's, I mean, it's. We're getting really sidetracked. We, we got to get back to We got very stuff. sidetracked. But I, it's just one of those things, like, in, as far as, like, the crack in conspiracy theory goes. Fuck, let it be true. Just let me know, and I'm going to avoid... <laughs> I'll never go on another excited. cruise again. I know that fucking much. Well, There's so speaking of cruises, crackens. when you in, you went on one with Taya, right? Yeah, my first one I went on last year, yeah. So did you go to the stand at the front, at like the bow of the ship, mm-hmm. when yeah. you were sailing? Yeah. At night? Yeah. It's really cool. So the first cruise that we went on, I was, I think, middle school. I did that, and in my head I'm thinking... What if there's a tsunami? All it is in front of you, like, you can't see. It's just black. So I'm sitting there going, what if there's a tsunami? And I'm like, now they've got, like, radar, you know, radar, <laughs> sonar. You got, you know, they got all these instruments up in the, in you know, the cabin. And I'm like, but no, really. What if there's a tsunami and all there is is, like, a hundred foot tall wall of water coming at me right now? And you don't see it until the And you don't see second, it. Yeah. And when you think about it, like, a hundred foot tall wall of water with a cruise ship might not like seem really big that is a hundred foot tall wall of water and water is the most powerful force on earth how big of a boat or ship or anything i'm on seeing that would just terrify me it's not gonna be great and especially in the dark all of a sudden you're just on the boat and you go yeah and you're like up and you're like well i'm fucked like this is sick it's definitely gonna ruin your day like (laughs) that's for sure you know and then laying in the boat, you know, you think back to the Titanic on a cruise and you're like, I, I mean, all of my cruises have been, you know, down in the Caribbean and I'm like, I'm not hitting an iceberg down here. Right. But if I do, holy shit, good for that yeah. iceberg. You know what? Yeah. We deserve to hit that iceberg. Good for you, iceberg. I'll shake your hand. We'll get to some Titanic but, stuff here in a second. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, that, that stuff just kind of, it's like... Like, you're just out in the open ocean. You can't see shit. And then you kind of, like, think, what happens if this is true? Yeah. And uh, it's... Yeah. Because I did that. I sit on there. I'm like, oh, woo. And then I'm like, well, wait a second. So here here you go. I got something for you. You haven't seen the show Stranger Things on Netflix, have you? No. So I'm sure a lot of people out there who are listening to this have most likely seen Stranger Things on Netflix. But for Matt, I'll give you the rundown real quick. Essentially, it revolves around people with telekinetic abilities, not many of them, but specifically one character, resulting from government, top-secret government studies. And also, top-secret government studies have resulted in us ripping through our dimension into a parallel dimension called the Upside Down. And it has monsters and terrifying things in it. That's essentially the plot of Stranger Things. It's a very fun show. You should check it out. Anyway... This next conspiracy theory, it relates to what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about TV shows that I like. (laughs) Is apparently the basis for the general idea of Stranger Things, the show. 
So it's basically the title just says, The Stranger Things scenario really happened in Philadelphia's naval shipyard. So this conspiracy theory will take you right into the upside down. It's the complex premise that inspired the hit Netflix show Stranger Things. The root of the conspiracy theory has nothing to do with physics and monsters. Rather, it's about invisible ships. In a nutshell, this hypothesis describes an eerie Philadelphia military experiment to bend light around Navy ship USS Eldridge, thus rendering the ship invisible to the naked eye. It allegedly happened in 1943, and eyewitness accounts claim that the ship really did disappear. The stranger part is that it never returned. Conspiracy theorists claim that the disappearing ship accidentally opened a portal into deep space and time travel simultaneously. In a bizarre twist, it was said that this portal could transport people from the 1940s to the 1980s. This theory was called the Philadelphia Experiment, but it branches out into another conspiracy theory called the Montauk Project. Is that... That's Siri. Is that Siri? Talking on your phone. Siri, shut up. No one's talking to you. Um, which is, okay, so the Montauk Project is all about what happened to the passengers from this ship that wound up in the 1980s. So I know people... Hang with me. If you guys have listened to this long, you're in. I mean, you're in. At <laughs> you're this in. Point. You're just, in. Just deep. commit. It's a conspiracy theory. Just listen to what I'm saying. In rather chilling, detailed accounts, the Montauk Project theory supporters stake the claim that after the U.S. militia found out that space and time travel was possible, they began experimenting on children, ten to be exact. Presumably, Eleven, who is the character from Stranger Things, is meant to represent an eleventh child who was experimented on during these experiments in the Montauk Project. The scary part is that there are numerous witnesses who have come forth claiming to be victims of the Montauk Project. Many of them say they've seen monsters and aliens and they can possess odd psychic abilities that cannot be explained by science. In one blood-curdling narrative, an alleged victim going by the name Duncan Cameron recollects a psychic experience where he was used as an instrument to find people all over the planet. He was able to look at life through other people's eyes and take a walk through their souls without them knowing it. So... That's a lot to unpack, but... That's like 50 conspiracy theories in one. Yeah, it's, it's specifically two. So there's the, the Philadelphia Experiment and the Montauk Project are go hand in hand. And I don't, I don't know how much... I'm, I'm sure most of this is bullshit. I think there was an attempt at an experiment, but I don't know anything besides that. Um, so who the fuck knows? That seems like a very juicy conspiracy theory, though. What does it have to do with the ocean again? Well, because it was done in the naval shipyard. Ah, with okay. A, with a navy ship, yeah. So I mean, imagine if there were invisible ships, though. Yeah, it's pretty insane to think about. So you're just going, and all of a sudden you just see like wake, and you're like, "What the fuck's?" Going I mean, on? I, I was reading that, thinking, "Wow, this would make for a really good movie," and then uh, it has. It's made for a really good show. It's the speaking of movies, should things. we actually write our movie? Yeah, I think we should. Okay. Right after the podcast. Right after the podcast, we can okay. speak into this. We can record there we go. our thoughts and just transcribe it. I don't want to read this one. This one's not as fun. Okay. <laughs> Here's another one. We're going even deeper, dude. This is We're going all in. We're going all in. Are these ocean ones? Or are, are they're we, all are ocean ones. Getting away they're, they're, no, all they're right. all ocean ones. All right. Aliens built colossal crystal pyramids okay, on the I ocean floor to create the Bermuda Triangle. That's the most fun sentence I've ever said in my life. One of the ocean's most intriguing aspects is undoubtedly the Bermuda Triangle. But was it really built by aliens who used crystals with magical properties to trap humans in their wake? According to a newly surfaced rumor, absolutely. 
As the story goes, a doctor discovered a crystal pyramid in the vicinity of the Bermuda Triangle that is triple the size of the Great Pyramid of Giza. Admittedly, that all sounds a bit bizarre, but in truth, science has no real way of explaining the 25-plus incidents of multiple disappearances that are attributed to the Bermuda Triangle. So, obviously we've all heard of the Bermuda Triangle, and there are plenty of very strange, unexplained disappearances of ships and planes and all kinds of stuff just disappearing, losing radio contact, going missing over the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle in this area. So... That's very, I mean, that in and of itself is a fact. Those are, those are facts, that all of that stuff has happened. The Bermuda Triangle is a real place. The conspiracy theory comes in, people thinking that the reason why this place is so strange is because it's triangulated by these crystal pyramids that aliens built and they're sitting on the bottom of the ocean floor. What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, I mean... Another juicy conspiracy theory. I told you I had some good ones. If you look at the Bermuda Triangle, it goes from Florida to Bermuda down to Puerto Rico. You know, so okay. it connect like it kind of looks like it's from in the Miami area. Um, so, so if you close your eyes, you can imagine the triangle. Then, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I mean, one of the things is is I've heard that the tides and the currents out there are very they're changing all the time. It's mm -hmm. easy to get turned around and get lost. Um, there's hurricanes that are, you know, where there's a massive hurricane that just came, not necessarily came through there, but that's a hurricane pathway. Yeah. And so I know they say it's hard, like, but you could lose radio signal over land. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a lot, I was reading into it a little bit. There's a lot of weather related phenomenon that happened right. in that area that science can attribute to people in either planes or ships experiencing these kinds of things. Now, with that being said, though, if you ever go on a cruise there, you're never really in the Bermuda. Like, if you're going from land to land, like the Bahamas, if you're going from island to island, I don't think you're at any risk. Yeah. You're close enough in shallow yeah. enough water. I don't think anything's going to happen. And if, you know, if you go out on a cruise from Florida or down to, like, Puerto Rico, you're usually staying pretty close to the coast of most of the islands down there. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I mean, I'd have to look at, like, flight paths and see how yeah. many actually fly over there. Like, I know, I think when we were flying to Italy, we actually flew, like, from New York, but we were, like, flying over Iceland and coming back down because okay. of the curvature of the Earth. So, like, I don't know. I'd have to look at that to see. But I feel like a lot of the planes disappearing are very small planes, like Cessnas uh -huh. or, or yeah. you know, little planes. But those things have issues everywhere. They're, right. like, the most dangerous planes to be in. Uh -huh. Yeah. And... I mean, it's a juicy, I, it's a juicy I think conspiracy that, theory. I think that there could be, you know, some fuckery going on, some truth behind the Bermuda Triangle. Do I think it's three large crystal pyramids built by aliens? Built by <laughs> aliens? I mean, okay, so if aliens built these underwater pyramids, then they definitely built the pyramids in Egypt. For sure. But we would see it, right? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, but didn't you say, like, the scientists found one? Or allegedly found one. Yeah. Well, so here's the sentence. It says, As the story goes, a doctor discovered a crystal pyramid in the vicinity of the Bermuda Triangle that is triple the size of the Great Pyramid of Giza. A doctor? That's very vague. And also, what, what is this guy a doctor in? And what was he smoking well, and, before he went swimming? Right. And then, if he's found this... This would be much bigger news. Where's I research like. on it? Right. You know, like... Right. 
Which there might be. And like, like I said, I did or not did, look... did the world ransack this crystal pyramid already and yeah. now we have the Bermuda line? There's like avoid this line at all costs. Do not cross the line. <laughs> so I, mean, I haven't I haven't dived into this one too much. Um, I definitely think it's because a lot of has happened in just that specific area. I mean, there there's no there's no doubting that there's a lot of weird stuff that's happened in that area. For but sure. Is it just like you said, weather phenomenons right. and yeah. like just, is it just a coincidences very place to that happen? Yeah. I mean, or do you believe that there's some sort of a weird portal I mean, or something. I could I could see there being like a, a better conspiracy theory about it. Yeah. Than aliens put crystal that kind of that kind crystal of seems pyramids like down. They're really going for it on that conspiracy theory. Like they're right. not they're not starting they're not trying to hit for a single. They're going for a home and, run. And why did like what made it crystal? You know, like, like I don't know. why why such a why specific crystal? like yeah. why didn't just be like maybe because it pyramids has down to there. do with affecting the magnet magnetization of that whole area or something. I don't know. I don't know. But it's I mean, it, I'm just reporting to you what they are. You want to get onto the Titanic one, real right? Quick? It, I mean, it could be true. And and like I said, you know, as a kid growing up, you hear about the Bermuda Triangle. And you're like, I don't know, I don't want to ever go near it. And then you look mm-hmm. at it and you're like, well, there's really no need that anyone would ever go near it. Right. Like if you're gonna go to Bermuda, there's plenty of ways to get through there. Without going to the Bermuda Triangle. To get anywhere else in the Caribbean, you can literally go anywhere but the Bermuda Triangle and still get to your destination in a much safer route. Like, So, this... Okay, I got two more. One of which is far less crazy than these alien-related ones of alien spacecrafts crashed on the bottom of the Baltic Sea or the Philadelphia Experiment with the Naval Shipyard or... The Bermuda Triangle with the Crystal Pyramids. This one's much more grounded in reality and could be could definitely be plausible because it's just most likely rich humans tricking other poorer humans because that's happened a lot. So the theory of this one goes: the Titanic was a big Illuminati setup or a giant insurance scam. So bear with me for a second. Some believe that the Titanic never actually sunk or may have been sunk to make way for the Federal Reserve. The first riveting theory that set this rumor to sail involved the Freemasons, whom most know as the, the Illuminati. This group goes by several interchangeable names. Supporters of the theory suggest that the ship was intentionally sunk in order to murder Federal Reserve opposers Isa Strauss, Jacob Astor, and Benjamin Guggenheim in cold blood. They suspect that Corporate bigwigs in favor of the Federal Reserve followed an elaborate scheme laid out in a novel called Wreck of the Titan. This novel, which was written over a decade before the Titanic sunk, spookily predicts the sinking of the largest ship in the world and draws amazing parallels to the real-life Titanic. Since the Federal Reserve basically controls all of America's finances and it was founded, co-founded by J.P. Morgan, owner of the Titanic, it's easy to see why this premise holds water. Pun intended. Others believe... The sinking of the Titanic is the grandest insurance scam in history. Many are aware of the fact that the vessel had an accident-prone sister ship called the Olympian. The Olympian was a miserable money pit that got into two horrifying accidents within its first year at sea. Supporters of this theory claim that the Olympic went to sea disguised as the Titanic, as photos of the alleged Titanic depict a ship with 16 portholes when the Titanic only had 14. Further evidence lies in the fact that several prominent passengers abandoned their seats and tickets on the Titanic at the last minute, such as billionaire J.P. Morgan and his close companions. So that one has a lot to chew on as well. 
I mean... So, it's either an Illuminati setup to eliminate people who oppose the Federal Reserve, or it was an insurance scam, are the two different theories. So, then it's very well planned out to say you got sunk by an iceberg, because how are you going to find a fucking iceberg? Yeah, why not just blow it up or something? But then again, I've also read multiple times that they were able to see the iceberg with paint on it. With paint on it? Paint from the ship where the Titanic hit the iceberg. So there's some truth, I guess you could say, behind the iceberg sinking the Titanic, but then it becomes... I mean, the captain goes down with the ship. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think the first mate it went seems down like, the ship. So like, it, it seems like a really roundabout way to kill a handful of people who oppose the Federal Reserve to me. Why not just poison them or something? Well, and if, the, if you're trying or to push kill... push them off a cliff mysteriously when they're on a hiking trip or something. Right. Like, or there's if, a lot of ways to kill a handful of people. I mean, it's... it's rather than sinking what, a ship What, they sunk in 1912? Yeah. Like, yeah, you could probably just shoot someone in the head. Right. And like, walk away from it. No like, one yeah. would ever know. What sort of forensic here. evidence was happening in 1912. It would not be that hard to kill a few people who oppose... I mean, these are obviously rich and powerful people, but if that's your whole aim, if you're like, okay, they oppose the Federal Reserve, why is your first plan of attack, let's sink an entire ship full of however many hundreds of people to kill five people? Were English. They were from the UK coming over to America. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things... I could definitely see it, like, being an insurance scam, because there's a lot of stuff out there that turns out to be insurance scams. I could believe either of these much sooner than I could believe anything of, like, that Bermuda Triangle thing or the Philadelphia Experiment. All of those are a little too fantastical and sound like the plot to a J.J. Abrams movie. (laughs) This seems like something that definitely could have happened, and without you, you having to suspend much belief. You know what I mean? I mean... It's just rich people fucking with other people, which has happened a lot uh, for, for <laughs> since human history. But yeah. but at the same time, I think like there's so many you know shipwrecks in the ocean that could this have truly just been a you know a, a true accident, a really colossal accident. Yeah, you know. But yeah, if this could easily be you know a big insurance scam, but then again, how much are you paying for insurance on the Titanic back in? So I guess I guess I missed the part about the insurance scam and how that made sense. So it had a sister ship called the Olympian, and the Olympian was accident prone. So maybe they disguised the Olympian as the Titanic. The Olympian as the Titanic and just sunk it or something. Or but then where's the Titanic? Yeah, I, I guess I'm not following exactly how that insurance scam. And I don't I don't fucking care. Like There's someone a lot else, of someone flaws else can dive into in it. this theory. Anyway, cool conspiracy theory. It's cool, but it's also tragic because. Definitely tragic. You a lot know, of people died. A lot of people died, and it's was considered the unsinkable. Mm-hmm. You know, well, like Molly Brown from here in Colorado, like the Molly Brown house. I don't know if you've ever been to it. Uh-uh. She was on the Titanic. They called her uh, the unsinkable Molly Brown. Oh, really? You could literally go to her house downtown. Like, and she died in the accident. No, no, she survived. Oh, she survived. Mm-hmm. How many people actually survived that? It wasn't that many, were there? Mm, yeah, maybe... not not very many. Unfortunately, like, well, I mean, a decent amount. Like fifty, but they're all rich. 50, 100? Oh, more than that. More they than had that? lifeboats here. I'll look it up okay. real quick. Look it up. I got one last one, so bear with me. So we've all heard of Atlantis, correct? This one's pretty interesting. This one is basically saying Atlantis, <laughs> the title's kind of funny. Atlantis actually happened 
or it didn't happen, or it happened someplace else, like maybe Antarctica. <laughs> so a, a quick jump in real quick. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they said of the 2,240 passengers and crew on board, more than 1,500 lost their lives. So around 700-ish survived. Oh, wow. That's more than, than I thought. I was just guessing there was like 50 or 100 that survived. But Well, but the thing was is they misused their lifeboats. They could have saved more. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, it's it's negligence. If this iceberg, like you've seen the Titanic movie, yeah. If the iceberg was truly that big, like come on, you should be able to see that shit. That's yeah. your job is to look for shit like that. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, yeah. Back to what you were saying. Yeah. So Atlantis, famed classical Greek philosopher Plato penned a story so famous that it kept conspiracy theorists guessing for thousands of years. In his work, Timaeus and Critias. <coughs> Plato masterfully described a fictional island that sunk as a result of warmongering and greed. The island was called Atlantis, and nobody knows whether or not it was real. Each mind-boggling theory has various points of merit, making it incredibly difficult to decipher fact from fiction. Some claim that Atlantis was entirely fabricated, citing the lack of physical remains and further documentation of the island outside of Plato's writings. Others believe it to be a wild retelling of the demise of the legendary Minoan civilization, a powerful island-dwelling group of Europeans who introduced written language and awe-inspiring architecture. The, the Minoans basically disappeared without a trace, likely because their island was a giant volcano that erupted from underneath them. Tough beat for the Minoans, <laughs> yeah. if that's true. Then, <laughs> then there are those who stake the claim that Atlantis did exist, but it never disappeared. They believe Atlantis is, in fact, Antarctica. Those who believe that Atlantis and Antarctica are one and the same are also believers in the shifting crust theory, a hypothesis that Antarctica was once a mild northern continent that was swiftly displaced when the Earth's crust shifted some 12,000 years ago. The wildest conspiracy theory is the one that suggests that Atlantis was sucked into the Bermuda Triangle, tying into another one we just talked about, as remains of what resembles city streets and architecture have been discovered off of the coast of Bimini. So there you go. There's a lot to unpack on that one as well. I mean... I found some pretty crazy conspiracy theories. Do I think Atlantis is a truly lost city? And I do I think that there's like... When I say treasure, not necessarily like a lot of like valued treasure, but just the treasure of finding the lost city of Atlantis, do I think it's all true? Hundred percent, yes. But we go from Antarctica to the Bermuda Triangle, like it. it they kind of lost oh, me a little bit at the end with shit to, to this civilization being blown up from a volcano. Yeah. You know that they built their civilization on, like yeah. If if their island got blown up, their fucking city didn't survive. It's not like the, the yeah. island was like, all right, everybody's just getting launched. The city's gonna be fine. Yeah, the city's you know, gonna be we're fine. gonna we're gonna knock all over. the temples and the steps and all right. that are fine. It's not like like Pompeii. Like I've been to Pompeii. Yeah. It was covered in ashes. You know, people it's didn't still know. There, yeah. Weird thing, just saw this today. Apparently, people didn't know Pompeii was there for fifteen or fifteen thousand years, fifteen hundred years. They didn't know it was there. They didn't know that it was buried in all the ash from Whoa. the eruption. That's crazy. So, if this island blew up the civilization, why the fuck would their city just randomly survive? Yeah, I mean, I guess and then all of a sudden now we're in Antarctica, and then the Bermuda stuff. Triangle sucks it in. Like, the, I guess the part of this that I would probably attach myself most to if I was you know a betting man and I was going to gamble on one of these turning out to be true it's probably that the Minoans uh, were, like seem to be I don't, I don't I'm not a historian I don't know but it seemed to be some 
band of people who used to exist on an island and that their island so they vanished and scientists and historians likely attribute this to their island exploding because it was volcanic if that is quote unquote Atlantis as made up by Plato that kind of makes a lot of sense to me so say it was a real place a real island with a civilization on it it was a volcanic island it explodes all of them are dead they're wiped out and every all trace of evidence of it is buried underneath the ocean in spread out across who knows where and it's all destroyed maybe that's exactly what happened and then Plato just wrote some cool stories about this place called Atlantis and it was built out out of all this gold and they were super technologically advanced and all this stuff and now they're buried at the bottom of the ocean that'd be crazy but it's most likely just a made up story I mean I do believe like I said I do believe that there is like a lost city of Atlantis but the story of like I mean that that theory kind of it just bounces around from a lot of places like one, it gets blown up yeah. from an under, you know, the volcano it was built upon. Then all of a sudden, it's sucked into the Bermuda Triangle, and then Antarctica was <laughs> right. The, like you I know, said, it's just like the, the Antarctica and the Bermuda Triangle part. They lost me a little bit, right? There. So I could see like the island, like yeah. you know, it, like a Pompeii, you know, right. it disappears. Because I'm sure that's happened quite a bit throughout history. Yeah, where stuff has just and, been wiped out by earthquakes or volcanoes right. or whatever. And so I mean, even if that, it, you know, a volcano could have erupted and then you know broke, you know down on the island or whatever it could have caused fractures within to destabilize the island and yeah it could have like slid off in the ocean and you know sure i could believe something like that and do i believe that there is a lost city of atlantis of course like that's it's one of those like mythological things you want to believe in because i i mean like think think of this venice is sinking yep like maybe our great 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 grandkids venice will be an underwater city completely submerged you know you never know if so the same thing could have happened to atlantis taking away your conspiracy theory but it could have been on an island that just yeah bloop and just fell under you know with earthquake like shifting the crust or whatever there's so much that could go around it that i do believe there is a lost city of atlantis in the water somewhere that'd be really cool to for that to be turn out to be true that'd be awesome what would you rather have if you had to pick one Finding out that aliens have visited Earth and they live among us or that Atlantis is a real place and we discovered Aliens living among us. Okay. 100% because I would be like, yo, where do you live? (laughs) Yeah, where are you from? And if they're like, in a galaxy far, far away. Like, do they have lightsabers there and can you take me right now? (laughs) That would be my next question. Can I talk to Jar Jar? And they're like, how's Obi-Wan doing? How's my boy doing? Like, Obi-Wan died hundreds of thousands of years ago. Like, oh, shit. So was the first ordering? Is there an empire? They're like, now we're a galactic republic. Oh, so we got a Sith Lord. And they're like, no, all no. Sith Lord are gone. I'm like, so I'm a Jedi. They're like, no, you're just, there's a reason we stay away from Earth. Because you guys are just a bunch of fucking Like We gave a couple of you guys a lightsaber a long time ago. It did not go well. So It was the end of the Jedi. It was the end of the Sith. It was, it was like a love-hate. But then you know a lot of buildings got taken down. Yeah, it was, it was rough. So a, anyway... Um, for anyone out there listening, all of the conspiracy theories related to the ocean that I just ran through here with Matt, I found it on an article from Ranker.com, R-A-N-K-E-R.com, and it's an article by Cynthia Griffith, who posted this July 15th of this year, and it's called Nine Mind-Blowing But Still Probable Conspiracy Theories Involving Earth's Oceans. So that was just something that I thought would be fun to talk about rather than just going over facts about the ocean, which 
not to discount facts about the ocean. The ocean is equally as fascinating without any conspiracy theories around it, but conspiracy theories make for better I mean, you, you can go Google facts all you want, Yeah, but you, don't, you want to have like an open discussion about conspiracy theories or like other people's thoughts on things. Yeah. And I don't think facts are very like... Sure, facts are a lot of fun and they're important, but we've only explored 5% of our ocean, so like our facts are just... Pretty limited. I mean, at this point. there's a lot of facts out there about the ocean, but think of how limited that truly is in comparison yeah. to what we know about the ocean. Yeah, you know, it's nothing. So a conspiracy theory fits more into a better, fun debate because yeah. we're like, hey, there's 95 percent we don't know. Yeah. So the kraken is out there. That- Maybe the kraken <laughs> dragged the Bermuda Triangle pyramids into place. And then when he was like, wow, this Bermuda Triangle shit's powerful, he went and grabbed Atlantis and dragged it into the Bermuda Triangle. And then he saw the Titanic and just gave it a nice slap on the side, puncturing its hole, causing it to sink. This is the Kraken. This is the movie we're going to write. This is the movie. We should really write <laughs> And this. we should pitch it to sci-fi because we will get greenlit and we'll make a B-grade movie. That's going to be awesome. Or What are we going to call it, though? That's the real question. The Kraken, Anik, Bermuda... <laughs> Shit, Atlantis. <laughs> Everyone's like, what did you just watch? Like, the Kraken, Atlantic, J- J- Bermuda, Atlantis, shit, shit. something. Two. Two. <laughs> this guy's got you, a sequel? <laughs> yeah, what did you watch this time? Uh, it's episode 49. <laughs> Dude, the first one, they left it open for a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all I had on ocean facts and conspiracy theories. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to talk about or not. But no, I just, I mean... I feel like we've already gone pretty long. We've, we've I, been anyone, in, I've been in the ocean before, and like I've seen the power of what it can do. Yeah. And, you know, like I was telling you before we started recording, my dad, brother, and I were all caught in kind of like a, a riptide in Hawaii. We weren't in deep water, but holy shit. I mean, it was exhausting to be yeah, out there to where the lifeguard shit, yeah. told my mom, like, you need to get them out of the water. It's not safe. And that's just in small parts of mm-hmm. my life experience. And there's waves out there that are over 100 feet that people are surfing. Like the ocean is just a whole different beast. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad we don't have to deal with it because like people are terrified of tornadoes and don't get me wrong. Tornadoes, you don't, you don't want to like, yeah. I'm going to go stand outside and watch a tornado. But then there's like hurricanes that form over the oceans and they're so powerful and they're so powerful. And you know, any of our listeners that are down in, on the Gulf in Texas, you know, stay safe with this hurricane that's supposed to make landfall tomorrow. Um, you know, we'll pray for you guys. But it's just, it's like stuff like that terrifies me more than a shark in the ocean. It's pretty it's scary. What happens over the ocean. Yeah. That the oceans allow because of the water temperatures and like, mm-hmm. it's just weird that the ocean can control that. And then to think too, like this might go off on another tangent, but the moon controls the tides. Like, yeah, what dude, the fuck? Like, it relates to our space episode. Like, fuck the moon. Now we're tying podcast episodes together. Holy shit! We're and we're about to write a, to a movie. Level. Well, actually, someone out there is going to listen to this podcast and steal our idea and write the script first. Well, joke's on them because we have the podcast recording. We do. And so we have copyrights and we will sue your ass. (laughs) Or I will. I'm coming for you. Anyway, um, thanks for sticking with us this long. Any of you out there, you brave listeners who have have, uh, braved this long meandering episode about ocean facts and conspiracy theories um, but let us know i mean it's interesting stuff 
Let like us know any fun it. ocean stories you have or yeah. ocean or, facts we missed. You, yeah, or if you find any other crazy conspiracy, conspiracy theories or yeah. facts that we did not cover, I'd love to hear about some of it. I mean, we'd love to have your input. We on, can always come back and revisit this right. and do an ocean podcast 2.0. So. Exactly. So we'd love to have your input. Don't be shy to leave a comment, leave a like, leave a follow. Like we said, we're on Facebook. We're on um, Podbean, Instagram. No, we're not on Instagram. I don't want Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just listening to all of them. He's just listening fucking um, social media. Spotify, Apple, you know, we're everywhere. We're on Google. Mm-hmm. We're on Amazon. Feel free to leave us a, a review. Send us a comment to our email at justsomebrowsing at gmail.com. We'd love to, you know, interact with you a lot more and, and give you, you know, some more information. Or if you want to correct either Zach or myself, feel free, like, you're not going to hurt our feelings or like Zach said, send us a conspiracy theory that we can come yeah. back to. And Because spoiler alert, we're not experts in literally anything that we're talking about. We're just literally what? talking about it. <laughs> we found it all on the internet, Matt, so it's all true. It's 100% right. true. Wikipedia, right? Yeah. 100%. All right. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, again, we want to thank you for uh, sticking with us this long. And, yeah, um, thanks for listening, everybody. You know, hope you guys have a, uh, whether it's a good morning, a good evening, or a good night for you. So, Till next time. Till next time.